Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 106. Of course, I'm here with Dusty Hanshaw and our producer Scott McNally. And we got some uh, Arnold Classic Roundup talk and some Instagram questions on It's Just Bodybuilding. Hey guys, how was that for a show? That was that was definitely the way to lead into the Olympia, and instead of being seven months later, we're going to do it in two weeks. Eleven days, in fact. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was three weeks. I guess it's two nope. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're almost there. Fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. It's a good show. Entire show. You know what I mean? They they did a great job. I mean, I had the live stream. I popped it up on my big screen and I just kicked back on my couch and watched the whole thing. And uh first time I've done that with a show. Like watch the entire thing. You know, normally I just tuned in for like one division or something. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, it was good. It was good. So what let's start with you, Dusty. What uh I mean, obviously, you were going to talk about the men's open and stuff probably first. What do you think? You know what? It, it was funny because uh, obviously I text both of you guys. Uh, I, I was stunned. And, and granted, I wasn't there. And I did follow up with uh, Aceto, uh just to have some eyes that were in the crowd. But based on the live stream, I was like, so this show isn't even close. Like, I literally felt like Nick walked out. One from the front, but then annihilated from the back, um, which is cool. I, I had a few people asking already on the, the Q and A if uh, if if I if if I or we underestimated Nick, and you know I'm thinking, well, no, I didn't underestimate him, but I definitely didn't think in a lineup like that that he would just dust it, which I really felt he did. Um, but I did talk to Chris, and he said in person it was closer in prejudging than I thought. So. Hmm. That was interesting. Yeah, I um, I had a few people ask because like I, you know, I I was assuming Nick Walker would be like top five. You mm-hmm. know, and he, you know, he won the New York Pro, which is like awesome, but it's not the Arnold, right? True. And then I'm I'm kind of a statistical probability type of guy, right? Like I'm real big on that. Like how many guys win the Arnold their rookie year? One. Right. <laughs> right. Flex yeah. Wheeler. So what are the statistical probabilities? What's the probability that Nick Walker is going to be the second rookie in the history of bodybuilding to win the Arnold? Well, they're pretty low because that doesn't happen. It's only happened once. So, you know, I'm, you know, if you're going to be a a Vegas odds betting guy, I mean, you don't, you know, rookie typically doesn't win the Arnold, but sure. So, so, so it's not that, you know, underestimated Nick, I mean, he, he, he won the New York and you know, all, all that stuff, but just, yeah, just, just didn't think he was going to dust the Arnold. And I did hear what you heard, Dusty. I heard it was closer in person. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I also heard that, uh, um, Ian and Kuko were like just such a ridiculous, uh, ridiculously close pair in person too. That mm. it was just co- totally a toss up there. Um, 
I, I, I thought it was just like when Nick walked on stage, as he was walking on, I could see the side of his glute. Mm. And I thought, oh, shit. Like that was, I knew, I knew, yeah. I knew it was up. Yeah. And, and it wasn't the poses. It was, he walked on and his, his belly, when he walked on, his belly was completely flat. Like he had good control of it and his abs were just fucking bricked out. And like, we know that Nick has a, Nick doesn't have a wasp waist, right? Yeah. Like he's, it's something he has to be conscious of. It's something he has to control. He has to work on it. It's a big, it's a big part of creating illusion for him. Right. And he walked on, his belly was fucking flat as fuck. And then the side of his glute. And I thought, oh shit, this, this kid showed up and it's, it might be over with. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the back double bicep, I was just like, you know, the most muscular from the front, obviously, you know, everyone's in, everyone's kind of fighting, um, against the, against the wind with that one. Cause Nick looks so good in it. But then the back double, I was just like, shit, man, he fucking won this show in prejudging early on, Mm -hmm. like, you know, first round. Yeah. So congratulations to Nick. I, I sent him a message after and, um, I said, fuck, man, like, <laughs> like, you shut everybody up, you know, like, I don't know. When's the last time someone silenced everyone like that? Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. I also like his, his, his style leading in was awesome, too, because he, he claimed he was going to win the Arnold before the prep started. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah, publicly many, like many, many times. Like, and it wasn't <clears throat> arrogant. It was just like, you know, kind of like Hunter. He plans on winning every show he does. Yeah. What'd you see, yeah. Scott? What it, yeah. I'm with you guys. I mean, <clears throat> well, I, I was kind of a little bit bummed that Bonnick couldn't make it, you know, because he, he was our favorite. You know, he was the guy that mm-hmm. we thought, okay, he's probably going to be the first place. It's going to be that, you know, second, third, fourth position that is going to get really interesting. And that really is, I think, where the show was because having, I was watching everybody come out. And when I saw Nick come out, I was like, oh, yeah, he's so on. Like, And I think people have to understand, too, bodybuilding at this level, it's not just like who dieted the hardest, who dieted the longest, who has the most muscle. It's the peak that you hit on that particular day. And although you can control that to an extent, there is a certain amount of like you, you you're going to get what you're going to get. So I think that. They happened to not only did he have, you know, all the bells and whistles and did he have his size, everything else, but they nailed that peak so perfectly. Uh, And I think that that's one of the things that really set him apart. I felt like the live feed wasn't showing me the level of detail that I knew existed. And then and then when I saw pictures later, I that verified it for me. Uh, Maybe I don't know if it was my connection or what, but the live feed didn't have that level of crispness that I wanted to see. Although I could tell it was like Nick was Nick was a level above everybody else. And so for me, the excitement, the question was that second, third, fourth place. And Mm -hmm. from what I saw in the morning, uh, I would have put Steve there. And, and it was interesting that uh, the battle that they had, it, the, well, I, I guess I should say, I'm, I'm going to, for the audio listeners, I'm going to put my hands up in air quotes, the battle between Nick and Steve, you know, they brought the two of them back out at the end. And I felt like I would have preferred to see the second, third and fourth as being 
the 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 real battle, you know, versus right. I didn't I feel like that that was really for the audience, if nothing else. Like they weren't really trying to see who was first place at that point. In my opinion, right. it felt like to me that it was it was pretty obvious that, that Nick had procured that spot. Um now I got to admit, I didn't watch the night show closely. Like I didn't analyze it. I did watch the whole thing, but I didn't analyze closely what was going on. Uh, did uh, Ian improve that much more that he deserved to to move up to that second place position? Because from the morning show, I would have thought you know, for sure that it was going to be Steve. Well, I right. so I, I I can't answer the question because I watched the prejudging on my laptop while I ate breakfast, and you know I got a, a new MacBook Air, so I mean I thought it looked pretty good, um, but then I watched the finals on my big screen, and I thought it looked incredible on my big screen. Okay. So I don't know, like, I didn't watch them on the same screen, you know, the morning and okay. night show? Yeah, yeah. So I sort of feel like, you know, like, it would just be talking out my ass to sound like one of those armchair guys. Like, oh, okay. yeah, you improved 5%, to blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, yeah. You didn't even see the same fucking thing. Like, you don't know. Yeah. So it's like if you have a seat at the very back for prejudging and then front row for night. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone looked better at night. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so I, I will say, though, um, you know, there's... I, I felt in the morning, and again, I was watching on my laptop, so here we go. I felt in the morning that a lot of guys were just a little off. And it wasn't necessarily a body fat thing or right. even, a, even a water thing. It was just, you know, like you said, like, there, no matter what we do, there's still a little bit of luck. Yeah. And, you know, like your body might. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll, like I say, uh, maybe in 10 years, we'll learn that the position of the moon affects your carb up, you know, and, uh, um, you know, we'll have a little data on that. But uh, I just felt like a, a lot of people kind of missed their mark in the morning. Um, you know, like uh, I, I thought Kuklo was just a little watery in the morning. Like to me, he just didn't look. You know, I mean, I'm watching everyone on the same screen, right? And yeah. I thought Nick was just so much crisper from the back than everyone. And, and um, you know, and then Ian, I thought, um, the funny thing about Ian is he's so fucking massive. But mm -hmm. N Nick and Steve are like two of the craziest wide dudes for their frames. So Ian didn't look huge from the front to me with hmm. Nick and right. Steve. Like Ian, and that's, and obviously, like, he's still huger than everyone else, but just those two guys, he didn't look huge next to them in the, in the front shots, um, like he does with everyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's obviously why they're, they're the top three guys, because it's so tight and, and difficult. Um, but then uh, Ian at night on that big screen, like I said, I thought he looked crazy full. Like mm -hmm. busting, like skin skin ripping in the side chest. Like when he did the side chest, I thought his delt was gonna like rip open, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, and I love that look, you know, because it's hard to it's hard to get. I mean, we all know it, right? It's that right to the line, like one more muffin and you're gonna pop, you know? <laughs> and um, and that's how I thought Ian looked at night. So uh, and I thought Kuko looked a little better at night too. And you know, there's a funny thing, like. I don't understand. Just everyone's body's different, but I, I feel like Kuklo, 
his glutes were shredded. Like they had like the deep fiber bundles on them, right? Mm-hmm. But his back still looked like he had like, you know, a little bit of dieting left to do. It's a, just kind of funny how some people still have a little bit left somewhere. For most people, it's on the glutes. But right. for Kuklo, it's not on his glutes. It's just, it looks like his back could be a little, you know, just a little tighter. Hmm. Um, to me, that's just what I see as far as being, you know, armchair critic at that level. Um, but yeah, Nick just pal. And Nick, one thing I got to give Nick credit for is he knows everything that's wrong with his body. Yeah. Because I can see him altering everything he does when he moves. Like he's, he controlled the shit out of his waist. He stayed super wide. He holds his legs a certain way. I can see that he knows exactly what he has to do. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. I think it really came down to detail. You know, um, the shot that I thought actually, I mean, of course, the rear double, but the shot that I actually thought really set the tone for the win was the front double. <clears throat> and the reason was, if you look at that shot side by side of everybody, um, the abdominal section of Nick is just blocky and nasty. Like, there's just so much detail, whereas Ian and Steve both have kind of flat looking abs on the front doubles. And, and same thing with the pecs. His pecs looked big and full all the way down um, where theirs looked normal. So I really thought like, wow, there's a shot that I would think he would give up some room on. And, and I didn't think he did at all. I was just glancing while we were going, while you were talking. Uh, so here's what's interesting. Obviously, we all know that Steve was winning, uh, was in second at prejudging. And just for the record, Nick did win by a landslide. He got 5-5-7. Five, five, so... So someone stole two points off him at finals. Okay. Um, but in really? prejudging it, you were right. He he wasn't close because prejudging, he had five and five, which for those who don't know, that's perfect scoring. Straight um, first, And yeah. Kuklo had 10 and 14 uh, in prejudging, whereas uh, Ian actually had – where is he at here? Ba-ba-ba-bum. Ian was 15. 16 and 12 at prejudging. But okay. At finals, but at finals, he got 15 – and Kuklo got 21, so they actually were only separated by two points at the end. Uh, Kuklo had 45, wow. and, uh, and Ian had 43. So That's that makes total crazy. sense to me. That t- makes total sense to me now that you explain it, based mm-hmm. off of what I saw from the morning show and, and then the way the evening was judged. So th- that actually means if Ian got 16 in the morning, that means he actually got a fourth place. Which I could have seen Justin in third in the morning, honestly, yeah. not a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. It's um, it, it's all about how those numbers fall. And that's how, how I called it. You, I thought I figured that's that was what was going to happen. So I was surprised to see the evening because I had, I had from the morning, uh, Nick, Steve, Justin, and and then Ian from there. Okay. Yeah, well, in the morning, okay. just so just so you guys know, though, on the scoreboard, so it looks, Ian was still in third in the morning. Oh, okay. Um, he because he got sixteen in the judging round. 12 in the routine round hmm. um so he was still uh justin had 19 in the oh, round okay so he was yeah. he was still there they were just stealing points kind of all across the board in that group. i got you yeah it was a big big mess up yeah but yeah i mean those two were close whereas so so for anybody wondering it was a walk away i mean uh ian had 43 points at the end of the night and nick had 17 hmm. so you know it was a very it yeah. was very firm so which was good. I mean, I, I did like because it was the first time watching for me ever a live stream, and I was stoked. It was like 
crystal clear and it didn't skip on me even once. I was like, man, you guys did it. And it was free, which shocked me. Yeah. I thought yeah. in this market we'd have to pay, which is perfectly fine. I mean, I would have paid, but I was stunned yeah. that we, we looked for it that morning. I'm like, they're not charging. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? So yeah, it was, um, it was well, definitely awesome. It, we also got to, um, we touch on a few more guys. I, I thought Akeem, I, I thought Akeem was going to be, you know, a little more on. Obviously, I think last year at the Olympia, he was better. Um, we'll just see what happens. There's just so much there. And obviously, he's in condition. But, um, you know, like we said about, you know, Mark just wasn't quite on the mark. And uh, who, who else was in the top six? Uh, Justin Rodriguez was in fourth. And then, uh, let's see, sixth was uh, Sergio. Oh, yeah, Sergio. I thought Sergio looked really good, but yeah. I don't, you know, it just wasn't, I guess, like the guys in the front were just so shockingly humongous and full. It was a tough that, show to correct. Yeah, that it was just a five. tough show. Yeah. But I remember when Sergio came out, I was like, oh, man, he looks good, you know. But, yeah, I mean, that was just a hell of a lineup. Right. Um, did did any anybody else in, in that that lineup before we moved to Classic? Well, the only thing yeah, that was yeah. a little shocking was uh, Max Charles. Um, and the reason it was shocking, and I found it after the fact, was about a week out, he decided to tell Milos he wanted to peak himself for the show. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. So he, so he did. And uh, it didn't go well. <clears throat> so, I wonder what his right. reasoning was for that. That's interesting. You know, you never know. I mean, it, it was a little shocking. I mean, and I'm obviously everyone knows I'm a huge Max fan, but... Um, I was just surprised because Milos and him have just nailed it every time. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was surprising. Actually, Milos posted it. He tagged him. He wasn't even talking shit. He goes, you know, and, and funny enough, uh, Max actually shared it. And that's how I saw it. Uh, and he said, get yourself a coach that'll call you out when you make a stupid decision. Um, <laughs> and I think, I mean, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner, but because everyone knows that Milos was bringing, you know, has been bringing him in. I think Milos kind of, wanted to make sure it got known i didn't do this sure sure you know which i think right. is you know i mean it's funny but it's it's what happens i mean it was kind of like uh sister nino's second to last show i felt like he was way off the mark so i text Acido immediately i was like what happened with guy and he's like oh i didn't prep him for this mm. oh well there you go <laughs> like you know so it became crystal clear but uh that was the only piece that i thought was really interesting because i was surprised and not that I had Max in the top five, but I definitely had him fighting to be in there, possibly. You right. know? Yeah. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, going well, in. Yeah. Going in, you'd well, think, okay, Max Charles, that's a potential top five, you know? Yeah. Sneak in so, at the bottom end of that, sure. The only thing that, that I will say is um, I really wish that Bonac would have been there because, and again, <laughs> it's hard to say we're not there, but I don't think he would have beaten Nick. Hmm. Like I've seen him a lot and I just looked at that. And I mean, we're about to find out in 11 days. Uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> find hopefully out. Yeah. he gets, gets in the country, which I hope he does, but it would have been nice just because um, I would have liked to see, you know what I mean? For that particular show. Plus it sucks. A guy, a guy preps and has earned his stripes away. Bonac has, and to have essentially a traveling restriction cost you a hundred grand. Yeah. I literally, I, when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, that's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do, does anybody know, know what happened i don't know exactly i just i actually somebody mentioned somebody posted it and crossed his name off the list 
uh, Larry Brown, who used to work at Flex, and I messaged him. I'm like, why is he not on the list? He said, oh, travel problems. I was like, fuck. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, well, what about classic? We, uh, Our friend uh, Terrence Ruffin's there. Um, oh. Taking it, beating the champ, beating Alex, um, and taking the title. You look phenomenal. You, I... Uh, I actually thought what was really great about that is Terrence against Terrence. Um, and the reason I say that is because, uh, and Scott, you might want to pull it up, but if you, uh, if you jump on, um, I believe, I think he posted it or, or maybe. Um, actually, you know what? Joe posted, Joe Bennett. Uh, he posted the rear double from the Olympia last year versus the Arnold last night or this weekend. And, I didn't oh, yeah. realize how much he had put on. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's night and day, and it makes it um, exciting going into the Olympia because he's made drastic improvements after getting second last year. You know, so love seeing that. There it is. Yeah, I mean, that's just left is the Olympia last year. You know, and then right is just this weekend at the Arnold. I mean, that's nuts. That's tremendous. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, so last year, uh, I was there, and uh, we were hanging out with everybody over at the Bullfrog Nutrition Store, uh, out just outside of town. Like on Friday, I think it was maybe Thursday. I can't remember. The, all, you know what it's like when you get to the Arnold. All those days blur together. Uh, yeah. But we were hanging out with Scott Stevenson and John uh, and Fuad was there. They were, you know, they were doing kind of like supplement tables and stuff. And, um, I remember that, uh, John had gotten the call that Terrence had made weight. And, uh, what he had said was they, they didn't really have to do too much, you know, cause in the past Terrence was like, I, I think it was like when I saw him in the Olympia, I think 2018, 18, he was like 10 pounds plus under his weight cap, uh, right. whatever. Yeah. I think it was 18. Uh, and they just made weight. John said, I think they just had to like pull, pull some water and not have him eat some food that day. It wasn't going to be, you know, that big of a deal. Uh, but he, John had said next year, just wait because next year he's going to have to suffer a little bit, uh, to make this come together. And, uh, you know, unfortunately John couldn't be with us, but it was really cool to see, and I don't know what he weighed for this one. I don't know what he, you know, what he had to do to, to make weight. I know he wasn't in, you know, he didn't look awesome. Like just even a couple of weeks ago. And I was kind of right. a little, I, I, I'm, as a fan, I was sweating it a little bit like, Oh, right. you know, I don't know <laughs> if he's going to pull this together. So, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know how hard he had to push, but I, I do know that, uh, that's what John had said was last year. He said, you just wait till next year because they had just been together for, for that season, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, he had yeah. just been working with Joe now for like a year into that. So this is like that second year of, they figured a lot of stuff out last year. And then right. this year they got to turn those knobs harder. You know what I mean? They got to put their foot on that gas a little harder now and really lean into the things they knew were working with his training, his nutrition, everything else. So so that was, as a fan, that was really rewarding for me uh, to see that, you know? That was cool. That was cool. I, I enjoyed watching the classic. Um, you know, second and third was also tight. You know, I didn't know what they were going to do. Yeah. With Alex and, was it Alex and Logan? Logan, were, yeah. 
I, I had Logan. I actually, honestly, I had Logan uh, in second when I was watching, right. just because I think that he is another one that just not only is he classic, but he poses extremely classic. Yeah, he does. Um, and seeing him win the best poser was shocking, just because Terrence in, in my head wins immediately everything when it comes to posing. You know. Yeah. Right. So that right. that was uh, that was cool to see, but I was really I, impressed with him. You know, I I actually thought Ter- I, I actually thought Terrence should have won the best poser. I agree very closely. I'm and I'm, but when yeah. they when they gave it to Logan, my first thought was, oh shit, Terrence is going to win because <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought, oh, they're spreading the money around, like they're spreading around the love, and it was so close. You know, they're going to give the posing to Logan. But they couldn't um, not give the most muscular to Nick. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, that's yeah not that's, you can't spread that. Yeah. Out, no. <laughs> that's an interesting trophy because that's that's been won by either the first place or the second place winner almost every time. No kidding. Like, there's yep. a, a handful of times like Cutler would always win it and then he'd win the most muscular, right? And then yeah. Branch would win it and Branch would win yeah. the most muscular. Yeah. But there was one year where Dexter won it and Ben Pakulski was second and he got the most muscular. Huh. Yeah. So there's like, which technically would be like the best trophy of all time to get the most muscular. Most muscular. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like if I was Ben, that. if I was Ben, that would be my like the only trophy you need to keep. Right. That's right. like your freak title yeah. right there. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. that so, show, so, that show like only yeah. next to the Olympia there. Those are some crazy dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, it's cool. But I, I enjoyed classic. Uh, I really loved watching the posing. Um <laughs> You know, it makes me wish like, oh, man, you know, this sort of resurgence of that stuff. You know, I always tried my best to throw some stuff in there. Like I had some kneeling shots back in the day and I did a three quarter twisting, a couple three quarter twist shots. And, you know, I did. A, I, I tried to throw in those cool poses because that's just, you know, I come up on the Labrata stuff, but I never pushed myself into like uncomfortable zones, you know, and. I sort of looking at what some of the stuff Terrence was doing and Logan was doing. I'm like, fuck, you know, kind of wish I would have tried a little bit, like push a little harder into some of those, like, you know, you know, difficult things to do for a big guy too. You had a very small waist, which yeah, you could have worked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I was going to, I was going to say on the flip, I never had to worry about that because if I were to hit one of those shots, they would immediately kick me out of the, the, the show. Like, <laughs> Get out of here. Refrigerators <laughs> don't do that. Refrigerators do Stay not twist. <laughs> yeah, because I never thought of myself that way. But there was there was a, like a couple poses that I did that were like classic oh, style. Scott's gone. Oh, did we lose Scott? I'm here. Scott's Oh, that was weird. I'm here. I'm having a. I'm having a. You guys keep talking. I'll figure this out. I'm, I'm having like a, a camera issue. I, I assume that means our show isn't recording. I'm going to figure this out. My camera is going to be flipping around a little bit, I think. But I, carry it says, on. It says it says we're recording. We're recording. Uh, can I throw another guy out there? Courage from Classic. Oh yeah, that yeah, dude's yeah. nuts. And how him. he's like a baby. He, that kid's got to be like what 14? And he, I mean, not I'm joking, but he's a kid <laughs> he looked, still. He looked, he looked like a. a a freak junior like he looks True. super young i don't know like is he 20 i don't know i'm not I sure i look the guy up but he was great it was funny how him and terrence were like the tiniest guys on stage yeah and then they were both oh. like oh there's double scott <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome we should have left it that way <laughs> i it was it classic was interesting to watch because you know they had terrence standing right next to logan yeah and then, mm-hmm. 
on the other side of him is fucking courage. You know, it's just, I, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it, Scott. You're, there we go. All the screen changes. Yeah, I told you. I told you. Just carry on. Carry on. Don't pay just no attention. On. I had to get everything resituated. <laughs> pay no attention. <laughs> I love that it was effective. Ron's like pausing. He's like, what's happening? <laughs> yes, I was losing it. And then, okay, so then we got, then we got um, Missy Truscott pretty much crushing fitness. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was interesting that, because, um, you know, of course, when I saw the Missy one, I was like, well, where did Oksana land? Because I know that she did not get the top call up for physique round, which doesn't surprise me. But her routine brought her nuts. all the way back up to second. Her so, routine was nuts. That was like art. Yeah. Well, you always yeah. know that she should win the routine round. So you have to win the physique round to beat her. The The funny thing about those fitness routines is I just like, I just like tune out from the whole process of trying to judge. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like Oksana has this sort of performance art thing going on, you mm -hmm. know, where she comes out and she like, really kind of pushes that element. And then Missy comes out with just like the sort of like smash and grab fucking flip the shit out of everything, you know, like, you know, the gymnastics thing, just yeah, come 100% gymnastics, right? So it's, I'm always like, well, geez, you know, how do you weigh those? You know? Yeah. But, um, but Missy, I mean, Missy's physique was just unbelievable. She just looks nuts. You know what so, Victoria yes. had said? Because she she's paid a lot of attention to fitness. Her, her, she has a dance background. And she had said, Oksana has that dance background versus Missy has, and a lot of the girls have more of the gymnastics background. And so... Yeah. And I and I saw that with Oksana, she had like a really cool presentation, but it was like very creative in an artsy way versus right. the gymnastic side. A girl like Missy, she's out there, like you guys said, like just like pumping thunder through that whole thing, showing like massive feats of strength. And I think that with the division, they do, you know, it still is about like showing a feats of strength type thing. And so there right. is going to be, you know, more of that is going to get rewarded, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Oksana just doesn't mind taking those risks now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She'll like it's do like what she wants. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's maybe she's like the artist that already had the number one album. Yeah, and all that like, already got the money. So now they're like, I'm just gonna make the music I want to make. I don't care if anyone buys it. And physique wise, like I, you just can't hang with Missy. Like her shape, no, no yeah. Like it's just yeah. insane. She looks like she's photoshopped when she stands there in that like in a front relaxed. You know. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah, got Jay's crazy. clavicles, and uh, <laughs> and her waist is my ankle. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's wacky. What? Sure. Let's let's. I gotta say something else too. If we have learned collectively as an industry one thing from this weekend, is that you don't give the seventy-four-year-old man the microphone. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, I watched the show with my training partner who's competing in two weeks mm -hmm. and he's, he's like the type of guy that can do like amazing vacuums. Right. You know, right. like that sort of, he's like doing classic and bodybuilding. And even he got sick of hearing Arnold say vacuum. <laughs> he's, he's a guy who's practicing his vacuums every day for 10 minutes. And he was even like, shut up with the vacuums. He was losing it. 
And uh, I, I just thought, like, you know, technically the guys that love vacuums are, are the core audience. And when they're tired of hearing about vacuums, you know you've got to <laughs> shut up. I, I also love that he had no issue. Like, you and I could be carrying on a, a conversation that all the audience wants to know about. When Arnold's ready to speak, he just starts talking. Yeah. He, yeah. He it was total geriatric. Shut the fuck was, up now because I'm speaking. <laughs> did you did you see the look on Dennis James's face every time they pulled back? Arnold would like, talk for five minutes straight and then they'd cut to a group shot and Dennis was sitting there like <laughs> like fuck. Yeah, at one point they were like word in? they were like at one point they were like, you know, uh we do have some of the best guys in the world on stage right now, so we could talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh, and then it was funny because there was you could totally see cedric at big like at periods of time cedric was totally into it because he's getting this he's sitting there fucking oh yeah turn with arnold so cedric's yeah. loving it and but it was just funny how it how it sounded on the live stream with arnold just oh yeah and just ripping guys apart like oh yeah he's got no calves yeah none of those like, guys in classic have calves any of them they need I to, like how he was, to work hard. I like when he started hammering, uh, hammering Kukla with Amanda sitting right there. His back <laughs> is just terrible. He's, he has to bring up the low back. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Wow. You know those exercises he can do. Yeah, specific those exercises to target that area. That area <laughs> like as if he doesn't know. Just talking about him like he's just a fucking moron. <laughs> it's his first time training. Thank there. God you told him. Oh God, yeah. Some of the stuff, man. There was so many little, little fucking nuggets of shit <laughs> in there that Arnold was just repeating over. And then just, you know, every guy that came out, he would just rip on. Yeah. Like Ian comes out and he's like, he's got no calves. I remember just laughing because I know Ian would just fucking laugh. Yeah. At that right. I mean. It just well, Ian was saying that him and he, he and Nick Walker were backstage talking shit about his own calves to yeah. each other. <laughs> so, what do you do? so it's not exactly shocking. You know, what's funny is I did a um, I had a guest posing at one point and uh, Frank Zane was at the show. So I had just come off um, before the overall. It's a local show, you know, and uh, I'm just like making conversation. I'm like, so Frank, who do you think's going to win? He goes, they're all fucking terrible. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> like, wow, you are super classy. <laughs> I'm like, this wow. is a local show, dude. I don't know what you thought was supposed to be up there. but <laughs> Yeah, I got the vibe that Arnold uh, didn't know who any of the guys were either. Like, he doesn't keep up. You know, because when he right. saw Nick, his critique was, he's got the, what's up with those veins? What's up with those veins on his legs? He should get those looked at by a doctor. It, it was like the first, it, I think, I feel like it was like the first time he was ever looking at him, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when he went on that rant, I can't remember who was on stage now, but I think it's right after Nick was up. He went on a rant about, you know, now they have all these dangerous medications Oh and, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, and they're taking all these. You can see it—the chemical look, yeah, and on or whatever his quote was. Uh, there's so many quotes that they're just mashed together, and I don't remember the actual quotes now. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 just, my brain is just filled with the word medication. He kept using dangerous medications, yeah, and he said that a bunch of times, and 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 you know, chemistry and yeah. science, and and then you know, and then and then to make it even worse. Ronnie comes out and starts talking about the technology he had. 
<laughs> it helps him. Oh, this is the greatest bodybuilder because I had technology. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, God. It just plays right into everything Arnold was just talking about for, you know, right. or would go on to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. I just I thought there were so many things said where I was like, oh, if I was like the producer of this show. Do some math. I would. <laughs> there would be some like, yeah, there'd be some pre-discussion, maybe a meeting ahead of time. Like, can we not talk about, you well, know? You would, you would think leading into the Arnold with the amount of people who did not attend due to the fact that Arnold already shouldn't have been trusted with a mic. <laughs> I'm shocked they gave him another one. I, yeah, I, I was waiting for row. Cedric to look at him and go, so tell me again now what you think about freedom, Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> wow. let's, just, let's just finish this shit. <laughs> Yeah, like, and you'd also think, like, you'd think there'd be someone that just shows it, like, there's, there's no one in the, in the organization that can control Arnold. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no one's got, like, hey, listen, we're going to just cut to Dennis and Cedric for a while. And uh, we're going to let them discuss the men's open. No, no, Arnold's, the, Arnold, you can tell Arnold's, like, I get a chair. Yeah, yeah. In a chair and the only so. working microphone. And the only working <laughs> microphone. <laughs> yeah, listening to the the other people try to like uh, massage things, like you said, like <laughs> hey, we should talk about these guys. You know, these yeah. guys are some of the best in the world. Yeah, it was something else. <laughs> Shut up. You notice he didn't come out to greet people or you know the winners uh, this year. I didn't notice until Nick, because Nick was like, hey, can I bring my family up here? I promised I'd bring them up here to meet Arnold. And Chick was like, well, you know, I don't know where Arnold is, but you can bring him up here. And then Arnold didn't come out. And then I realized, oh, Arnold didn't come out for any of the other winners this year. Uh, so I thought right. that was, you know, that was different because he's always done that. Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. Do you remember, do you remember the year that Kai won the Arnold and Arnold goes, very good victory, very good victory, but, but let's see a vacuum. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> First thing I remember, I, I thought of that as soon as you were bringing up the vacuum stuff. I'm like, yeah, I remember when you did that to Kai. I remember when you Kai's like, let's see my hundred thousand dollar check. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, is that it for Arnold talk? I think so. Are we able to? Are we moving on from Arnold talk there? What's going on Sorry. with Dusty? I see you picking heavy shit up and putting it down. And it doesn't look like archived footage. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're back. We're back to actually picking up things again, which is enjoyable. Uh, I'm, I'm a shot away from where I was still, but I think like you shot a trend. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I haven't started that either, so that might be the key. To be honest with you, throw that back in there. I, I told uh, Scott I would like to be back up to um, 600 for 10 in a month. So I think, and I think that's a reasonable goal because I've deadlifted twice now. Seems about right. Okay. Seems good. You know, nothing exciting, just enjoyable. But, you know, oh, I have to tell you guys this. So let's talk about something that matters. So today, or yesterday, I'm sorry, I ran to the store real quick because I decided I needed uh, ground turkey or ground beef so I could make tacos. And I'm standing in line and I was getting irritated because it was taking too long. And this guy taps me on the shoulder and goes, last five minute club. That's all he said. No way. No <laughs> way. I'm like, get the fuck out. It was like, it was like the highlight of, of the entire weekend. I was like, that's the greatest answer ever. Doesn't say anything else. 
I just looked at him. I was like, that's awesome. He goes, watch every week. That's cool. So, yeah, it was pretty that's sick. That's funny. I had a girl, I had a, a, a couple do a drop in at the gym. Mm -hmm. And I never got to talk to them because I was, on my, I was like rushing out. And I just, right. just like, I just briefly talked to him for a second. And then just as they were walking in, she's like, oh, by the way, I love the show. Um, Brett, Brett was awesome. Nice. And I was like, oh, and like, like, I didn't know them. They were dropping in from another city. They didn't look like they were like super hardcore fitness people. You know what right. I mean? Like I just, this, it just blew me away. I was like, oh shit. Thanks. You know? So yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, you're right at Safeway. Uh, waiting for ground beef is a little more random. Yeah, it was just it was awesome. You know how also sometimes when you're in a situation where someone catches you off guard, you're like, it was like I needed to think like, what's yeah. happening right now. Yeah. Because I was in yeah, my yeah. mode of like, I'm going to scan this shit and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I didn't even, I mean, I'm such an asshole, so I'm apologizing at the same time. I didn't even ask him his name. <sighs> I just said, man, I appreciate it. And then literally I got my truck. I'm like, you're such a dick. Yeah. You didn't even ask the guy his fucking name. What is wrong with you? So whoever well, you are, I'm, I know I'm an hey, asshole. They already knew. He's, he's watching now. <laughs> he's he probably now. already knew. He goes, I knew he was an asshole, and he is. There it is. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Dusty, um, I went to mail you a new hat, and I realized I don't have your new address. I have your Scottsdale address. Oh, here, I'll just tell you what it is. We're live, right? Never mind. We'll do that in a minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, send that fucker to me so I can get that out. Tears okay. of greatness. All those hats. Oh, all right. Moving move forward. Sorry. Con confuse me. Okay. I just sent it to JP yesterday, too. I, it hit me. I was like, shit, all my new stuff's coming. I better make sure it sends to the right house. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, so, Scott, you are in Canada right now, are you not? I am. In fact, if you look over my shoulder, that is a, a Mountie uh, RCM figurine. Yeah, behind me. Victoria's <laughs> dad uh, is retired from the RCMP. He, uh, oh, he was a horseman. He he uh he had all sorts of he has like some crazy stories. He did he did like diving to recover bodies and stuff like up north in really really cold water. So I'm yeah. here. I'm here for probably about a month. I went and had my first workout at the local YMCA. Um I've got a client, Eric, shout out to Eric. He's he doesn't live too far from here. Uh, he's a listener of the podcasts and I didn't even know, we didn't even know like that he lived close to here, but we figured it out. So I'm going to try to get a workout in with him uh, while, while I'm here and just hang out with Victoria for the first time in a freaking year, literal year. That's amazing. So, That's amazing. Glad to be how, back. How, uh, how, how far, where are you? How far are you from Toronto? Uh, a couple hours. I'm in the, oh, okay. I'm, I'm closer to London. I'm in the country, like deep country. The only gym is the YMCA, unless I wanted to drive to Stratford, which is like a half hour from here. Oh, okay. So you're kind of by Stratford then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, close to Stratford. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's nice. Okay. It's nice. It's peaceful. Canada is a lot more polite than Detroit. Shocking. Then <laughs> I noticed how you didn't say. I noticed how you didn't say then America. You just said then Detroit. That would have worked also. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you he got some pretty have, welcoming areas down there. In there. <laughs> I've been to some very friendly places in the states. I've I have found a, quite a diverse level of politeness when traveling America, though. Yeah, yeah. There are certain areas that are like super friendly. People just show rural. 
people show love differently in America. You know what I mean? Like when you're in New York, they just show it different. Detroit, they, they show it whistling. differently to you. Yeah. I actually like that description. It's actually, it's funny because, you know, obviously when I think of people from the East Coast that are, as people would say, that are rough, I feel like they're just so honest. I love them. Yeah. Like, I'm like, he's not an asshole. He just doesn't fuck around with, like, cleaning it up for you. He just tells you what he thinks. <laughs> Right. No problem. He's in a hurry. There. They have traffic issues. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's see. Here. Hey, can I can I um, ask a can I ask a question of you, Ron? Yes. You so your training partner, Braden, is yeah. you said he's getting real close now. And yeah. you are basically like on prep yourself via like the training portion at least. You've been you've been pushing right. hard. How are you? How is your training going? Because I feel like you you maybe got like a little bit of a fire lit under you by training with well, somebody actually, who's getting ready. Great question. Great question. So um, I'm I'm just like you know we've been smoking it like all year, right? With very little break, you know, mm-hmm. and training super hard, like four reps pretty much all year. Very little backing off. Couple little five day breaks in there, I think, where we rested up. But otherwise, it's just been gas to the floor. And um, I'm noticing that just the last few weeks, I'm having to, like, skip out of the odd movement. Okay. Because I'm having a hard time recovering. I need I need a week off the gym when, when the show's over. Or? Um, uh, both my shoulders are getting a little sore. Or, or trend, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, both my shoulders are getting a little sore in the front. Um, which has happened over the years, and I just back off for a week or two, and I, they'll calm down. But that's been uh, flaring up. And um, my one bicep tendon's been a little sore. So I've been, like, you know, watching it a little bit and doing a lot of work on it. And um, But, yeah, training hard, like this hard, um, you know, for a show, it, it, ha- it takes its toll, you know, for sure. So just keeping up has been, it's, it's been, you know, me and my TRT, I'm. Uh, I need my. I need my eight hours. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I need my. You, need you my just, sleep. You need to add a plus to that TRT, and you'll be fine. TRT, yeah, it's a little plus though. Okay, it's like not a not a plus other things. It's just a plus a yeah, you know, whatever two hundred a week is, not quite TRT. <laughs> I love so, it. So um, so yeah, there's there's been uh, been a little bit of uh, beat down on on old Ron here, so. <laughs> We'll how make many, it, how many weeks out did you say he is? Less than two. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So we actually kind of like kind of dropped out a, a little bit of forced repage and stuff like that. We stopped like in the last week here. Plus he was he was like in the worst. His diet actually got a little better today because he like already got all the hardest shit out of the way. You know, mm-hmm. like last week. Last week was just like death week. And, right. And now it's like okay, we're there. You know. So mm-hmm. um, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, two, a week and a half out. It's, you know, I'll make it, but I'm definitely looking forward to the rest. <laughs> I love it. You know, fucking foot hurts, hand hurts. <laughs> so. Oh, he's looking sick, dude. Thing. I just brought, I'm looking at his pictures right now on Instagram. Let me see if I can bring this one up. Bring one up. Doc, doctored and filtered. Doctored yeah, and filtered. <laughs> yeah, check this out. People don't know, but he's a Photoshop genius. He's got all lapsed. Grain. Yeah, he's looking hard. So, what's he? What's he weighing there? 
Uh, 209, 210 in okay. that photo, like in the gym, you know. But he's cool. got that, you know, crazy vacuum waste if he wants. Like he's right. not even pulling a vacuum there. He's just doing a front double. But he can like touch his spine with his abs, you know. So and he does manual pretty, labor too, right? Yeah, he does uh, air conditioning and HVAC and stuff like that. So, you know. Sometimes he shows up at the gym with one sore calf because he's been on a ladder for eight hours. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That sort of shit, you know? Right. Or you've been, you know, you're pulling cable with one arm or you're pulling something yeah. with one arm all day and then you got to go do back and you're like, oh, fuck. So, or some days he's just fucking probably just being lazy. I don't know. They say they're laborers. <laughs> Labor, laborers love to talk about the labor they do. <laughs> Right. Facts. I would know nothing about it, but I've heard about See, it. See, that's why that's why the joke didn't really get a laugh because Dusty doesn't really know what labor is. <laughs> you guys, you, you you said you you were like on a ladder pulling. I just looked down. Yeah, Dusty like tuned I, I out. Those are that's like counts. Dusty's like, isn't there a check being written to get this done? <laughs> yeah. Why is he? They're writing the check to him. I'm so confused. Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> True Nutrition has supported our programming now for a number of years, and I'm super grateful for it because they believe in us and I believe in them. I'm sure you guys have heard of Dante Trudell. We talk about him on the shows. Uh, he had a vision of offering high-quality, third-party tested supplements at a fair price. They have a ton of different protein powders, just about every type you could think of, literally thousands of flavor combinations. Hit me up if you're interested in suggestions. They offer health supplements. I use their collagen and their fish oil. And of course, they offer performance supplements. You can get bulk EAA powder or beta alanine. You can also get finished products like the Mountain Dog Perry MD Intra Workout. If you shop with True Nutrition and you use our code THINK, you'll get some additional savings, you'll get high-quality supplements, and you will support our programming. You can also help to support the shows through Patreon. I appreciate everybody who's made a contribution. You guys are helping to keep me pumping these podcasts out. I have links to everything in the description. Check them out. Let me know what you think, and let's get back to the program. Okay, what's uh, what next is going on? Um, we got some Instagram questions. We do. Do you, do you have any uh, lined up, or do you want me to fire some so, out here? So I've I want to I want to make sure we get this one done. I want to make sure do we it. get this one done. So our friend Will the Beast sent him. us a question, and I got to say first of all, Will, I'm really glad that you made it to the Arnold. And that you got to see everybody and get photos with everybody. And, of course, everyone recognized him and knew who he was right off the bat. So uh, by the looks of Will's Instagram, he had a great weekend at the Arnold. So I'm very happy about that. Um, so he sent us this question. It looks like he took a picture out of a, a textbook or something where they're talking about a training concept called staggered sets. Mm -hmm. We wanted to know our opinion of staggered sets. So here's what it here's how it's worded. So it the the description says um you know usually you do all your sets for a certain body part one right after the other. However, if you want to put special emphasis on training a certain muscle or a weak body part, you can include sets for that body part throughout your other workouts. For example, if you want to bring your calves up, you could do a set of calf raises every two or three sets of your chest workout. So by the end of your chest workout, you've already done 10 extra sets of calf work. Um, blah, 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 blah. You know, you could work that into a lot of things. So um, 
increasing volume, just pure volume increasing. So just the concept of that. And I have a feeling that this might be out of the Arnold Encyclopedia because I know Will was reading it. It's probably studying on vacuums. Yes. So have you heard of staggered sets? Have you heard of that concept before, Dusty? I have because I read the Arnold Encyclopedia, but... Yes, uh, I have heard of it. Um, I've never prescribed it, um, never done it. Um, but I guess, you know, simply for me is if I was going to target a body part, it would just be directly. Um, you know, particularly this, this day and age, uh, it'd be very difficult for me to walk over to do my calf raises in the middle of the workout um, and just immediately jump into sets. I would need time again to do that get my calves working and then move on. So usually I just put them all together. Even if I was going to do extra, it'd be beginning of the workout, you know, so not something I believe in, but I know what it is. Right. Right. Um, I've, I, I, I've seen people do that. Like I've, you know, just spending so many hours in the gym over the years, I've <clears> seen people do that where I know they're training chest because, you know, maybe I gave them a spot on the incline or something. And I could tell they're training chest because they're around me training chest. But yet I see them over on the calf raise like every 15 minutes. Right. And I, I remember like making note of that. Like, oh, that guy's like training calves and chest like at the same time, you know. And um, so I, obviously that's that principle in action. Um, I think technically, you know, like technically adding volume increases workload, Right. So, yeah. I mean, technically it could make a muscle grow. Um, but there's also the, you know, the, the formula for intensity includes the time factor. Right. And that's why we compress our sets all together and we train quads like all at once. I know there's no rule that says all your sets have to actually follow one another. Um, I mean, you could technically do four sets of quads in a day. And right. <laughs> you've still done four sets of quads, but we know that putting those sets together is what, you know, you get the incomplete recovery between sets and the metabolic stuff that happens because the cell is like suffering and having a hard time handling the, you know, the, the, the time factor between the sets and all that sort of stuff. So I'd say knowing what we know now about, you know, time being a factor with how intense workload is. I would say it's probably an outdated idea. That would be my opinion. Right. What about you, Scott? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, my thought is when we first start training, we're all doing whatever it is, you know, every body part once a week, I'm hitting 12 sets for chest, 12 for back, 12 for buys, tries, shoulders, whatever legs. And then we build a certain level of development and then we say, hey, X muscle group is not growing, you know, as well as the others. So our first thought is, is how can we fix that? Well, we can do more, you know, you can you can do more. And I do think that that does work to an extent, especially for somebody who's newer, you know, um, that you can add more volume to a body part that's weaker and that you're probably going to get more results. But I don't think that that's uh, something that you can continue to do, you know, because then you get to a point where it's like, well, OK, now I want to grow everything. Well, do I just do more of everything? And and you can't continue to do more and more and more. You know, eventually there comes yeah. a point where you can't do more. Um, and that's where I think we start learning about intensity. 
Um, yep. And that's where we start to to figure out, well, how can I get more out of the sets that I am doing? And I think that uh, what I've discovered is that uh, if a particular muscle group isn't growing, it's, it's, it's some, I used to think it was just genetics, you know, like for me mm-hmm. back, I used to think that my back just was poor. I had poor genetics and I had the opportunity to train with a, you know, a highly successful IFBB pro Shelby Starnes for several years, about five years. And uh, his back grew really well doing what we were doing. And I look back at the videos from that time, cause my back didn't grow as well as I thought it should have after these, we did like these long meadows wrote all of our workouts and we, we, we did these long workouts that were like two and a half hours on back day. Um, my back didn't grow what I thought it should have. And, and then I realized now looking at the old videos that part of it was my technique. So maybe my mm-hmm. back isn't genetically poor. It just needed a different technique. And when I changed that technique, I got better at it. So I guess this is my long way of saying, like, if I could learn more, if I could go back instead of trying to do more volume, I'd figure out how to get more out of the exercises I was doing. And I have gone back now and and been able to do that. Um, I think it's easier. Adding more volume is an easy answer. And for a guy like Arnold, I think that that worked great. You know, guy with those kind of genetics, a guy like, you know, we had a chance to talk with Brandon Curry and we talked about like everything they do at Oxygen and Oxygen Gym is so high volume. And what we discovered was that the guys who do really good at oxygen are the guys that can handle that. And if you can't handle extreme volume, repetitive workouts, you know, morning and night workouts, then you just you don't keep up and you aren't part of oxygen gym anymore. So if you have genetics like a Brandon Curry, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, then I think that adding more volume could be a really great answer for you. But if you don't, then I think that figuring out how to get more out of what you're doing is is really the key. Right. Right. Good point. Okay. Dusty. Okay. This one's good. It's a little off topic. So I want to go with it. Struggling with imposter syndrome after starting a business. How do I fight it? Imposter syndrome. Yes. Well, you know what this. Yeah, it is weird. No, I just haven't heard it described as a business uh, owner. Imposter syndrome. It feels like like he shouldn't be. Yeah, you're doubting your abilities, but, and you almost feel like a fraud for getting into it. So it's, it's something that's pretty common, actually, for people who maybe work yeah. for someone for forever, and now they've thrown themselves in this mindset of business owner or entrepreneur. I would say, guess what? Almost everyone else who started felt exactly the same way. Hmm. Or knew just as much. They might not have felt the same way, but they didn't necessarily know any more than you. You right. know what I mean? So the feeling of imposter syndrome is is also just him also being aware that there's a whole bunch of stuff he doesn't know. And mm. he knows there's going to be a steep learning curve. That's one of the things that triggers it, you know. And so it's like a it's it's a sign that he's aware he doesn't know everything and there's going to be a lot of surprises coming. So as long as he just is a, like, you know, just be ready for that. Some people aren't aware that there's a bunch of surprises coming and that's a bad thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, the people who think they know it all and have it all, they're just going to be seamless. I mean, those people are the ones who get the rude awakening. So I guess I'd rather have a bit of imposter syndrome where you're nervous all the time than have an obliviousness that turns into a shocking rude awakening one day, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, sometimes even there's something like that, like imposter syndrome or survivor's guilt you know like something bad happens and 
everyone around you suffers except you. Um, yeah. You know, those are both, those are two really interesting phenomenons. Um, and you just have to realize that's all they are. They're just phenomenons or things happening inside your head. You just have to get over them, you know, try to move past them. But it's not necessarily a bad thing to be aware that you use a whole bunch of stuff you don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think the, the big, the only issue that I see as negative um, is the fact that you're judging yourself. Um, and I think a lot of people, they drive the judgments of themselves based on what they think other people think. Um, yeah. Other business yeah, the- owners, other people who do this. Uh, it's the same thing when people join gyms, you know, oh, I don't want to do that because, you know, that, that, you know, pro whatever is over there watching. And it's like, A, no one's watching. B, typically, I mean, I know from business, I always, I love when I have a rant about business because I like to toss in. And the only reason I know this is I fucked it up royally the first time I did it. Like, right. That's usually where a lot of knowledge comes from is mistakes. Um, so you can't, as long as it doesn't freeze you, like you said, it's powerful yeah. because it, you're aware. But the key is, is like you said, I, I think it's throwing out the imposter syndrome and just realizing you are new. There is a lot to learn. But if you're paying attention, you'll catch it quickly. And the cool thing about business is I, I tell people things will work out because they have to. Because your other option is go right. out of business, yeah. you know. So it, it's amazing what happens when you know when you're backed into a corner. It's amazing what what you find in yourself because you know however much money you have or whatever your business is, you back yourself in the corner the moment you open the doors. It's like all right, well, sink or swim. Here we go. I mean, you you did it when you opened the gym. It was it was a big hit, even though you knew you were going to make it work. You didn't really know how, and now that you're where yeah. you are, it's funny from the outside looking in because obviously I was there when you took over and i mean that gym doesn't even, it looks like it's a it's its own gym it was never another gym yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 it changed everything yeah it's 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 um there's a fine line it's important to be aware of what the community thinks of you and your True. other you know business competitors but not care about like there's like that yeah. fine line like and and that's also something that you learn like there's sometimes where you're like, oh, shit, you catch yourself caring too much about, you know, what's going on with other people. And you, oh, shit. But, you know, then you can correct. You're, okay, we're going to stop doing that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, business is there's nothing that is constant like learning and business. Oh, yeah. It just seems relentlessly endless, you know. And um, I mean, you see massive corporations that have entire teams of lawyers make huge mistakes. Oh, and yeah. you think you're not going to fuck something up? <laughs> exactly. Like, they got guys from fucking Stanford University changing their mind on policy. Oh, fuck. We shouldn't have done that. Hmm. Yeah. And you think you're going to solve everything like a quick meeting with your manager? You know, you know what's funny? I mean, is, yeah, uh... you are streamlined. You are st- more streamlined than them. That also means you can make mistakes faster than them. So you know, it's funny though. Is you can you can also your mistakes are easier to catch. I saw a thing over the weekend. It was yes. funny. A guy got busted uh, because he cleaned out uh, over a hundred. Was it was it was some sort of millions of dollars by sending random bills to Google and Facebook, and they were getting paid. No kidding. Yeah. Because Damn. they get so many bills that 
somebody, you know, there just weren't enough checks and balances. Yeah. So literally a dude was just firing off bills and they were paying them. <laughs> and I'm like, this is genius. <laughs> He's going to start invoicing people for shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big, big company. You know, so when you, when you think about that, like you said, Ron, it's like, because I've had those little errors in business where you're, you look and you're like, damn, that was an expensive fuck up. Then I hear that and I'm like, fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys got yeah, yeah. duped out of millions because you're so big, your checking account didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I, I remember hearing the stories about my favorite stories about muscle tech were back because I got so many friends that worked there, right? Oh, yeah. And, and they've, and then also the guys that were on the team, right? So, um, you know, just stuff like, the accounting department, the athletes, the hotel room bills used to just get paid. Like they just yeah. blindly got paid. Accounting was disconnected from reality and they were just paying all the hotel bills. And then I guess they got like a new system or a new person in the company that was like, yo, big deal. And uh, they came in and looked at everything and they were like, uh, why is Chris Cormier's hotel room $3,500? <laughs> <laughs> Be, because like, that's what, what room fuck? service and porn costs <laughs> <laughs> and filet mignon yep. you know and yeah and then parties in the room and this is getting charged to muscle tech and you know like expensive bottles of booze and fucking <laughs> extra room cleaning you yeah. know and just all these crazy bills coming in and they realize that the athletes were just back in the 90s it was just fucking you know whatever you want. So they came in and clamped down. So yeah, that's one of the funny stories I remember hearing about accounting as far as bodybuilding goes. <laughs> Those are gold. Hey, before you guys move on from that one, I, I want to ask, because both of you guys, I think you, you're both successful people. You you definitely, uh, I think you, you have the appearance of, you know, being in charge, knowing what you're doing, being successful. Do have you guys? Do you have you guys experienced this as well? Well, yeah, I'm wondering who you're describing. I haven't, Scott, uh, at all. Um, but I think the reason for that is is because I was really, really fortunate when I first my first the first business I bought, I had direct um, mentorship the entire time. Okay. Um, and I had somebody that literally I could pick up the phone. I used to do this on the regular. I would call uh, a couple of my friends. I used to joke and say they were on my board. And I was a small business and have a board. Um, I would call them and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Now tell me why it's stupid. And then I would spit the whole thing out, wanting them to shoot holes in it. So it's not an arrogance. I think I was just really fortunate. I've, I've spent my entire life surrounded by really intelligent people that are always willing to help. That's right, cool. Right. I still wake up every morning going, fuck, I better get to work because I don't want this to all just crumble. Yeah. I feel like that's a, you know to I mean? me, that's like I tell myself that's the healthy way of looking at it because it makes me continue to work hard. <laughs> yeah. Like every day. Like I, I don't want to slack off because I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you have to frantically like, you know, you have to keep that attitude where you're hungry to like build, build, build. You can't like say, okay, it's done. I'm just going to like coast now and, you know, go do this. And that's when things mm -hmm. go, you know, oh, so sure. 
yeah, you got to stay like, you got to stay hungry. And I don't have a problem staying hungry. I, I don't have to motivate myself to stay hungry because I know that if you don't, then everything like falls apart, yeah. you know? And so you have to like get up every day and go like, okay, hey, fuck, like, let's do this again. Another day, yep. keep it all going, keep it together, <laughs> you know? So there's a little bit of that, probably a little more than should be. Hopefully I can you know, <laughs> get to a point where I'm a little more chilled about, you know, businesses and stuff, but you know, it's also a very intense time. You know, I just had a guy do nationals. I got five people that are two weeks out. I got, you know, another, like I got a lot of shows right now. So I feel like there's a lot of fucking, yeah. You know, right. so you don't want to stop. You can't stop. You know, it's, you know, it's weird though. Is I, I found, and, I'll, and I've talked to a lot of people that are similar um, where there was a period in my life where I was told by a lot of people like, Hey, you should, like slow down and just take a break for a little bit. And so I did, I stepped back and I immediately was stressed out of my mind. Like I, right. I realized like, don't, I have to be that way because that's as much as it looks crazy. It makes me feel comfortable because I know what's happening. I'm touching yeah. everything. I'm doing everything, you know, or at least I'm in, in contact with the people that are responsible, you know? So I think for some of us, that hectic life is actually where we're the calmest. You know? Right, right. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because I, I do know from talking to a lot of other people, so when business starts to, I don't want to say calm down, but when you know you're just way in the black, that's when people go, okay, let's reinvest and make this bigger. Hmm. You know, or what else can we do? Because you know the world's always changing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I yeah, look yeah. around every day and I'm like, oh, that business right there probably won't be there much longer if they don't figure something out. Because we don't really need that anymore or, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, I, I definitely learned that, that that's, that's where you feel good when your head is always spinning and always looking for more. I think if that ever goes away, sell your business, you're in trouble. Right. You know, understood. So. Understood. Yeah, that was a great, uh, okay. a, gr a great question though. Something different, you know? <clears throat> Plus you got to say imposter syndrome. Yeah, and then I really, it was funny though, because I, I was like, should I, that is common, right? Everyone knows what that is. <laughs> yeah, you say something like, I think that's common. I mean, if I know it, it has to be. I'm yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, it was good. It was good. I got one. It's a fun one. It's a funny one. Shoot. So this is from uh, one of our, I think he's one of our last five minuters. It's, it's, it's one of those what if funny, hopefully we yes. have a laugh. Okay, here's what he sets up. What famous celebrity would you choose if you had to be stuck in an elevator with them for four hours? The caveat being that you have a stomach bug and you're probably going to have to take an emergency shit in your gym bag around hour two. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. This is so fantastic. Oh, that's good stuff. My poor Jim. So bag. you're stuck in an elevator, stuck in an elevator <laughs> for four hours, but you're sick and it's going to get very unpleasant and very personal. I, I'm in that elevator with Morgan Freeman for sure. And I'm He's doing a nature warn... narrating. He's narrating. I, well, I was going to say, I, I'm going <laughs> to warn him that it's coming. But to make it less awkward, I want him to say what he's thinking out loud while it's taking place. 
Oh, I can hear his voice. That's so scary. <laughs> That's so funny. Morgan Freeman's a great pick. Morgan Freeman's. I feel like he wouldn't judge me. No, yeah. he would not. That's what you're looking for here. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what yeah. you're looking for. No beautiful women either. That's uh, out of the question, yeah. off no, the plate. Never <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, maybe you just want someone that you know is going to laugh and just fucking laugh. Like you, you, like you pick Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Right. Oh, he'd be great. Yeah, there you go. He'd be, be like, I did that yesterday. Yeah, he would share the yeah. story about yeah. yeah. happened to Not him my before. first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> I just shit my gym bag once too. Then you're not embarrassed because he's like, oh, I've done this 10 times. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Stuck in an elevator getting narrated by Morgan Freeman like it's a nature documentary. <laughs> exactly. You know, his stomach is uh, really rumbling at this point. So he's going to have to he's going to have to open the gym bag. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm glad you guys are catching how I saw this playing out. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's good. I think I think Morgan Freeman and Johnny Knoxville that kind of covers like that's that's gives you pretty good options. Do you know who yeah. Mark? Do you know who Mark Marin is? He's a comedian. Yes, yes. I feel like Mark Mark could he'd be good with that. He'd be or, really good. or Larry or Larry David. <laughs> I don't know good Larry with David. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Larry David would be funny too. He'd be so disgusted. That would be the comedy. <laughs> okay, okay, Dusty, your turn. God, why, why you got to come at me again after that phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal setup? Okay, here we go. Best advice for someone that just came off everything for the first time in years for fertility reasons. Whew. Well, I assume he's on some like post psychotherapy if it's for fertility reasons like he'd probably be on some you know i don't know what are the kids doing now dusty they still doing clomid and hcg <laughs> scott they should be they should be doing. they're doing that that they're doing that one now what's that other one scott not the hcg but hmg the, yeah the hmg or triptorellin yeah, yeah that's the, they're doing the that other. stuff and what's that do again scott that's specifically sperm production right H H M G? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because HCG won't necessarily get your sperm count. It, it quite often does with the clomid, but HMG works better. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, I don't want to bastardize the science. and uh, ah, No one expects real and, science from us. And trigger a bunch of YouTube comments. <laughs> we need the, the comments. Oh, okay. It's good, okay. It's good for okay. it. Rape this and put it up. Uh, but okay, so he's on something. He better. He's probably on yeah. something at this point if he's hopefully. got a fertility thing. So you know, hopefully he's you know got some natural tests cranking through his system from whatever sort of post psychotherapy he's on. Um, if you know, he, either way, he's got to be prepared to feel the the drop off. You know, when you sort of you know start being mortal and. Uh, but just as long as he's mentally prepared and psychologically ready for it and, you know, he's got a positive attitude about what he's doing, that's always a big part of it. And, um, you know, just train smart through it. But, yeah, if he's not on the right stuff to get his natural test levels going, he just thinks he's going to just clean out and just wait. Well, that's going to be a rough six months. So, I don't know. Yeah, it depends Did how I miss long, anything? Depends how long he was on for, too. Did he? Yeah, he know? said ages. Did he say? He, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I sit so, down for ages, so it might yeah. take even longer than that. You just come off and just wait. You know, Jeez. I've seen guys 
who were successful who didn't come off of their TRT. In fact, guys yep. that have been working with their doctor and their doctor said, hey, continue on it along with Clomid, along with HCG, and that they've they've been successful that route. I've also seen it go mm-hmm. the other way where it still didn't work. It, you know, fertility doctors are really expensive, but if you can- So are children. True, but fertility <laughs> doctors and children, just that paying, you know, $100,000 just to have the kid put, you know, but- you, if you if you were to find out what your sperm count was, you know maybe it would be a possibility. Like I know a guy now who's working at it, his his significant other is having her own issue, so that's a factor too. You know, don't forget too. Yeah, she's a factor, so we need to know that she's capable of of you know being fertilized. Uh, and and yeah, yeah. I'd see. You know, maybe you can still be on TRT and have a sperm count. You know, it is possible. Have your cake and eat it too. There you go. Scott's saying. Yeah. I, I was going to suggest another route. I was thinking maybe you should borrow someone else's children for a couple days, <laughs> pay for shit, go to a soccer tournament. Then the following weekend, you and your missus just go on like a trip, you yeah. know, enjoy some wine, overlook the city, have some wild sex, and then determine do you really want children? Which do you want more? Yeah. Do you like nice things that stay nice is your car clean do you really want a fucking minivan because you're getting one yeah i mean this is the kind right. of stuff i would also look at but that's just right. me. that's just okay me. so parental I'm advice trying, from giving, dusty i'm giving options that's all it's options it's options okay okay you ever do that though i i don't know i think i told you this but i i was at i had to go to a funeral which put me at a child's birthday party for my family uh at a Chuck E. Cheese, and that was the end for me. And what bothered me the most was not the children screaming, it was the fact that it appeared the parents didn't hear it anymore. <laughs> and I right. was like, I, I don't want to be that. So right. it was funny. I was sitting there, and I'm like, I'm going through this in my mind. And my mother looks at me and goes, you can go. And I said, thank you. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just left. She, she saw it in my face. I, I think she saw the alarm. So, uh, also, we all shout out a different way of answering this. Also, shout out to Dusty's mom because she's she's listening and she likes me. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> she likes having Scott on the show. She, she's gonna be like, oh, damn, I can't believe I told that story. Oh, good stuff. No, no, I know, I know. Um, is it my turn for a question? Yes. Who are you most excited to see at the Olympia? Rami. Rami. I just want to know, I mean, I'm very hopeful that we see what a year now that, you know, I mean, after our talk with Chad and him now basically saying, I wasn't sure how to do it. Hmm. We worked our way through it, but now I know exactly what to do. And mm-hmm. if I heard that from an, uh, most coaches, I'd be like, eh. But I've seen him do it before, where once he kind of figures it out, it just – so I'm hopeful and, you know, maybe this won't happen, but I would love to have another 2003 Ronnie situation. Not that he gets that much bigger, but that much better, where he just yeah, walks out awesome. and you go, oh, shit. So we we've so my my thing with the Olympia this year is we've pretty much seen everybody, right? 
Right. We've pretty much seen everybody, except we haven't seen Rami. James. We haven't seen Hottie. And I can't wait to see Hollingshead. Yep. Yeah. I, I have a feeling Hollingshead is very calm. And he is very, very excited to come in fresh. A lot of these guys are going to be tired. They're multiple shows, whole year of dieting. He has a real opportunity here to come in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and uh, whatever the fuck he's going to weigh. What is James going to weigh, 270 or something stupid probably? And um, and just look nuts. Well, plus he's, so, he's in the States already. He's been here for yep. a week now. So he's got all the support in the world. He's, yeah, he's got the Redcon luxury camp. It's all going. Yep. It's all going good. So, I, uh, yeah, I'm just so excited to see him just because of the time period. Like, obviously, super excited for all the guys that, that we all, we got so many friends doing the show, you know. Yeah. But we've seen them all, you know. Yeah. Like, I feel like I live with Ian. <laughs> 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 you know, like. Like Ian was at my gym for like a month and like he like posts from his kitchen table and he's posting his glutes every day and we just seen him do three shows and like, you know, we know what Ian's got and Ian's coming for the O and that's awesome. But what the fuck is James? Like, I can't wait to see James, you know, and another thing, another one more thing is the bro chat crew is obviously on a roll. <laughs> so true. <laughs> what happens if Hollingshead comes in and just leapfrogs into the first call out? Like that wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me. And what the fuck? Like that's crazy. And I, I just have all the hopes in the world for him. So yeah. And by the way, Hollingshead was supposed to be on the show today, correct? Yeah. We're we're working we're working on getting him on before the O. And that's funny because yeah. I was gonna say it's funny that you went on that rant because I told him today. I said. If you can't, don't worry. We're all rooting for you. We just want you to do whatever you got to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. we just want to see you come in. Yeah. But if it works, we will bend over backwards to make it work. So it's funny yeah. that you said yeah. that because that was literally my last text in this morning was, great, if it's an option, let us know, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Scott? Uh, <clears throat> I'm with you. I mean, I was thinking, you know, who hadn't we seen? So, James, I'm going to repeat that. And um, I wanted to see what Terrence would do this year. I've been I've been waiting since last year when he moved up to second. So uh, he's got so much energy behind him now. Uh, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's not going to out Bumstead Chris. You know, he can't do that, but he's got his own game. And yep. he just got and I think, too, there's an advantage. So when you when you said that about James being he's coming in fresh as a coach, I think. I tend to do better when I've had the opportunity to peak somebody already. So when right. you put all that, all those eggs in one basket, it gets, it gets a little scary for me. And that's, you know, that's what Chris is going to be doing. And I'm not saying that can't be done. It definitely, it's done. It's done so many times by so many competitors, you know, throughout the history of bodybuilding. But I, I, I feel a little bit more comfortable and I'm like, okay, I know we got it. And maybe we right. want to turn these, you know, press these buttons this time or turn things a little bit this way or do this with the carbs, this with the water. Maybe we use a quarter gallon instead of a half gallon this day or whatever. I like I like knowing that and that makes me feel more comfortable. So I feel then translating that to being a fan of the sport, it makes me like a little nervous, like, oh, I'm nervous for James because, you know, it's like 
I want to know right. that he knows going in exactly what's already going to happen because he's seen it happen last week kind of thing. So right. I do feel a little nervous right. there. We don't know what Chris is going to bring, but I think that we know what Terrence is going to bring in, and I think they're going to be able to bring it even better. So I'm excited, and it's not even to say to see Terrence try to win, but just to see that battle, to see the best Terrence mm. against the best Chris because Chris has right. got such a freaking crazy physique. Like I, I can't even imagine what it is that can – that can be better than that, you know, but right, I want to yeah. see, I want to see someone try, you know, I want to well, see someone try. It's funny you said that. Cause I was thinking about Chris because although he shows pictures, he never shows it all. Cause I felt like I knew what was coming last year and I knew it was going to be great, but I didn't realize he was just going to annihilate like the comic. Like it was, he was as close to, he, he was an Oh nine J and an Oh three Ronnie when he walked out last year. Like it was just done. You know, yeah. um, so I am excited to see him as well. And I would love to see more leaps and bounds from him because I think it's possible. Yeah. You know, plus with those guys, I think one one thing that a lot of guys don't realize is beyond even the fan level, we know all these guys and they're actually all awesome guys. So you're like, you, by default, you want them to do even better. Yeah. You want to see him win as a person, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's. It's going to be it's, – it's exciting, and it is fun, like you said, Scott, because to me as a coach or as an athlete, two weeks is the perfect time period to do a show and do another one. Like I can relax. Yeah, two weeks is great. And just yeah. come up and come right back down. Right, you know right. I mean? Like yeah, one like week or you know, six days is like – it can be tough. Three weeks is fine, but it's a little further. Two weeks is literally like to me, that's like easy. You let him come back up and you bring him right back down. So yep. It's not even yeah. – it's cruise control, you know? Okay, another question. Uh, yes, keeping cardio up during a food surplus to manage body fat is forty-five minutes a day a decent start. Well, I'm not going to lie and ever say that I ever did forty-five minutes a day in the off season. <laughs> I barely did forty-five minutes a day in a prep season. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't a big cardio off season guy. I probably should have done more for just basic health or maintenance or whatever, but I just wasn't big on it. Um, I mean, if you're going to increase your calories and then you're just going to walk on the treadmill to burn them off, I mean, sometimes the math on that doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like just increase your calories enough where you don't get so fat that you have to now do a bunch of cardio. I don't know. There's a happy medium in there somewhere, I guess. Um, I do, like I said, looking back, I probably should have done more cardio, like as a just a health maintenance thing, you know, um, off season. Um, but uh, but aside from like, you know, starting to approach an hour of cardio just to manage the calories I'm taking in, I just you know that wasn't how I did things. He is talking about off season, right? Oh yeah, that was the word. Okay, yeah, I don't know. That's just me. That's a lot. Like you said, food surplus. Um, I was going to add to that. Like you, you nailed it. Is is I think you should do enough cardio to make sure that your wind is correct, so that because I have run into that before. Where I was doing none, and I realized mm -hmm. like, oh shit, that set would have went further if mm. my oxygen was there. Mm. Um, so I actually like to do hard cardio. I do harder cardio for wind than I do for prep because I don't want to do right. a bunch. Like, so you do like 20 minutes hard. Yeah. 
And then, and that might be like three or four days a week and that's it. Um, and then the other thing that I'm a huge proponent on now is, um, I just make sure I get at least 10,000 steps a day in life. That's, that's a lot of steps for someone that like doesn't have to be on their feet all day. Yeah. You know what it is? Uh, so I, first thing is wake up in the morning and get some in, you know? Um, but then from there, it's just basic stuff. Like, you know, I park, you know, if I'm worried about it, I park my car the furthest away from when I get to the gym. I park furthest away when I get to the grocery store. That kind of stuff adds up and you're at 10,000 a blink. I wasn't sure. I just started doing it this year, actually. And I was stunned to find out that I got 10,000 relatively easily. I was like, oh, I thought I was going to have to, like, plan it, you know. Um, but those things help a ton. But I agree with you 100%, Ron. Like, if you're doing 45 minutes to manage body fat, then your diet's fucked. You yeah, shouldn't you need much. that much. Like, that just means, like, you, and you said exactly what I was thinking then just eat less so you don't have to burn the calories because you're wasting time and food. <laughs> yeah. It says here on my step count, I average about 6,000 a day very right. consistently, but I don't have my phone in my pocket when I ride. Mm. So all that exercise wouldn't get registered at all, which is, you know, six hours a week. So yeah, I'm with you guys. You know, Hey, we're the anti-cardio club, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we Screw go. Your this, this is a good one. Do you think it's always necessary to up the total milligram doses of anabolics from cycle to cycle in order to grow? Not at all. There is a time when you have to progress doses. You know, it. Chad, Chad used to always say he looks at your body weight. He doesn't necessarily look at your level of experience only. He looks right. at that and factored in your body weight. I remember talking to him about that. And he's like, you know, if you're a bigger guy and you've got more tissue and you got more muscle cells and you have more receptors, then you can handle more, you know, you technically need more milligrams to fill those receptors. But there's also a genetic component to how many receptors you have per muscle fiber. So some guys who are small have more receptors and some guys who are big have less receptors. So you never really know because um, mm -hmm. no one's going to study you and do a genome sequence on you to tell you how good you're going <laughs> to handle your drugs. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, uh, I've definitely gotten repeated success out of the same cycles for certain periods of time. Eventually, you do have to you know, I mean, I mean, once you're over 320 pounds, it's, you know, you're not getting much out of 40 milligrams of Anivar. <laughs> you know, well, some of us have never been 320 pounds, just for the record. Yeah, you know, and definitely you not know 330. I mean, <laughs> and then also too that, yeah. And then of course you want to avoid like people who, you know, without realizing it, they, the worst thing about over drugging at a young age or a low level of experience where they're just over drugged as they fried everything. And they're like not responsive to proper doses for a while. You know, and we've all run into people like that. You go to help some kid and he's like, Oh, I'm on three grams a week. And you're like, what? Yes. Yeah. And you're not growing on that. Well, fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, you, you want to use as little as possible, but, I mean, obviously, there comes a point when you're competing at a certain level where you have, want to be aggressive enough to make a difference, you know. So that's my non-medical advice with no scientific backing. 
like that. What, what about you, Scott? Because I always like to hear your tweets are the same. Ron, Ron and I tend to mirror each other in a way that I'm like, come on, Scott. I need just a little more. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm unplugging my headphones. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say something just to counter you guys and be like, you should take as much as possible out the gate. <laughs> just out the gate. Hit it hard. And then do more than that the Get next time. No, I'm on the end of the bottle. <laughs> I've got nothing to add. I've got nothing to add to that one. I think you guys are, are you know what, too? You'll save money that way. You know what I mean? You don't just less money on gear. Just, uh, you know, you, you make good gains on that first cycle, right? You don't need to go up again. I guarantee you, you'll make the same progress on that. But here's the thing, though. You know, sure, you're going to get bigger. So it's going to be it, as long as you're focusing on training and nutrition, then and you make gear the, the third part of it, then I think you're going to be able to continue making good progress. Only thing I was going to add, which is not changing the point, is I think the the big issue is a lot of guys are thinking they're going to get on their third and fourth and fifth cycle what they got on their first one. True. And that just doesn't happen. So you have to understand that even with, when cycling, gains are not linear. You're not just going to yeah. keep going up. If you did, I'd be 400 pounds by now. Um, it, it really is something where... Sometimes you do a cycle and you, you just look a little fuller and you, you, the muscle looks better, but you're not necessarily the heaviest you've ever been. Yeah. Um, and even even with shows, I mean, I know from guys that are way better than any of us, like talking to Aceto about Jay and, you know, there's a couple of times where he showed me pictures and I'm like, whoa, fuck, what did he weigh there? Like 280s, like 252. I'm like, hmm. what? And that was after he competed heavier than that before. But he looked bigger. So you can't ever fall in love with the scale. You've got to be watching what you look like. And I think that's why guys want to take more is they're thinking, well, I didn't, I didn't put on that much last time, so I'm going to take more. And it's like, well, right. what does it look like? You know. Yeah. So I think that that's the biggest key is what do you look like? If you're looking better, you're fine. And I, I do think that a lot of people don't realize part of genetics is not just – being able to get the most you can out of as little as possible, but also sometimes you lose progress because your body's fighting poison because it doesn't like the amount of drugs you're shoveling in. You know, yeah. you can take your drugs too high to where your body's not fighting them. You know, it's like it's almost sick while trying to grow. So keep those things in mind. But that's why I kind of want to get into it. That question. I've I've got one. Yes. Um, I I got a friend who just. Uh, came to me for some consulting. He was like, hey, man, I just want, to, I want you to look at my diet. And I was like, sure, man, send it over. And he's like, I'm eating it. I'm getting it all in every day. I can eat a lot. And you know how people say I can eat a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can eat a lot. And you're like, yeah, sure. You're probably having like two shakes a day and a bowl of cereal, right? <laughs> Sends me his diet. It's 8,000 calories. Hell it's yeah. mostly solid food. And he's getting it in animal and it's an un, I've, I just look at the volume and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And he just thinks, Oh yeah, I'm eating as much as I can. You know, this is the diet I set up. Um, but his weight's not moving. Mm -hmm. So have you seen that before dusty someone on like 8,000 calories and their weights not moving? I've never seen, I mean that high, but I have some, I actually have a client right now that I, that uh, I actually literally texted him this weekend when he sent his questions, there's stuff in it. And I said, 
okay, I hate to even ask this, but how's your appetite? Because he's already eating more than I eat. And he started to drop weight and he's like 210 pounds. Huh. And I was like, and he's like, it's fine. I was like, Hey, I don't know how <laughs> that you can possibly eat more, but we have to, because you know, his cycle is fine. It's moderate, but it doesn't, that's not the secret. And we got plenty there. I know what he's done. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess we got to go up. So, I mean, there, there is a, there, the bottom line is this is, the only other thing I question with something like that is how's digestion, which I assume you mm. covered, so it's fine. Yeah. Because I like to remind people you are what you digest, not what you eat. Just because you swallowed it doesn't really mean shit. Um, yeah. We got to make sure your body's utilizing. If you're doing all those things correctly, then sadly, it's like, well, I guess you, you know, you either need to eat more or rest more. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. I, I do remember one person who came to me with a crazy high calorie diet one time for a smaller bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. And I remember I reduced their food. I was like, this doesn't even make sense. There's something wrong. Like this isn't, you're not even absorbing this. This can't be right. Right. And I like lowered their food down and their training just continued to be just as good. Like right. they didn't, they were just like, oh yeah, it's way less food and I'm not struggling to eat. And then their workouts were identical. And then his strength started going up. Right. And I remember just thinking like, this doesn't make sense, but that's what happened. And I'm just wondering if that was like his body was so taxed with digesting and not absorbing food and stuff. It was like causing problems. That makes you know? perfect sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's some of the, some of the diets I've seen guys eat, like, you know, I was never a huge eater for a big guy. You know, I would have, you know, I could eat my, I could eat big meals, right. I'd go out to the restaurant, enjoy myself. Right. But, yeah. but when it came to like, you know, like, people who can relentlessly throw down those massive meals close together. I had, a, I really struggled with that. And, um, I've seen people that can just eat like motherfuckers and it blows my mind when they're not fat, you know, or they can't gain weight or they aren't huge. You know, I dated a girl once who could eat entire, she was like a hundred pounds and she'd eat an entire large pizza to herself. Good like God. no problem. Just dust, dust one off like nothing. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know scott you scott you know tommy's that way the oh, amount yeah. of food that he that he eats i remember last year during his prep I, I i got his pictures and i was like all right let me look at the diet and i looked back and i freaked out i was like shit i don't have his current diet yeah because this this ain't it so i, I literally i said it but thank god he's a close friend i was like bro i lost your diet this is the one i have and i know you're not on this he's like no that's what i'm eating <laughs> i was like fuck really because i was thinking he was losing so quickly i was like well, we're gonna have to bump his food back up a little yeah bit. right yeah. and then when i went and looked i was like well we're not bumping it up from here like this yeah is this doesn't like make sense season you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> so then he goes no that's what i'm eating i was like oh shit all right that, well let's that have the ego waffles back <laughs> that yeah yeah that that happened with morgan that big guy that i just got his pro card over here canada here i he'd you know i'd be messaging with him and he'd be like oh man i can't like my workout was okay, I but I can't get off the couch. Like I'm fucked, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever. And I go, okay, yeah. I was gonna have a look at his carbs. And I go back and look at his diet. And I'd be like, oh, he's on 500 carbs. I'm just gonna let him suffer. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> suffer. <laughs> yeah, he's on 500 carbs. I'm like, oh, I was gonna leave his diet. He looks fine, you know, because <laughs> there's like, you know, you got people on 50 carbs, and then you got his body's just so big that 500 is like 50. You know, God. 
the metabolism I'm, so fast at that point. You know what's funny is I'm I'm grateful to not be one of those people. I like that I don't need a lot of food to grow. Like the thought of eating the amount of food that Tommy has to eat. It's a limiting ugh. factor. It's a limiting factor. I don't, like, I don't want to do it. I mean, I literally, like, I would tell him all the time, like, I'm so glad I'm not you. I know it sounds good in the off season or when you're in prep to be eating all that food. I'm like, he's suffering just as much. Yeah. And he's got to eat all that shit. I don't have to. I eat three bites and I move on with life. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Did, I, still, I still remember when the night I met Victor Richards. Right. And, it, and like, at the time, he was the first 300-pound freak I'd ever seen lean, you know, mm -hmm. way ahead of his time. And uh, I remember my buddy John was like kind of taking care of Vic, you know, like he was driving him around. They were going to hang out, you know, go eat, you know, after the guest posing and all that stuff. And uh, all Victor wanted to do is go to the club. He wanted to go straight to the club after the show, right? Yeah. So at, at the end of the night, you know, we all get home at like three in the morning or whatever. And I say to my buddy John, I'm like, did Victor eat anything? And John's like, I was with him for 12 hours hours today and he ate nothing but a little meat pie outside the bar at like one in the morning <laughs> he bought a little like five dollar meat pie and he just scarfed it down with his hand and he ate nothing else nothing not a single thing and he goes i didn't even see him drink any water he's just big <laughs> and john john had like you know that was back in the 90s he had his you know his tupperware dishes and he was running yeah. to the car to scarf his meals down. And like, hey, Vic, do you need anything? No, I'm good, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you need, do you want, we're going to go eat. No, no, I want them to talk to these chicks. You know? Okay, okay. Do you need anything? I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, they're out there. Those guys are out there. You know, just fucking huge. Biggest monster at the, you know, biggest monster anyone had ever seen walking around. Hasn't eaten for 10 hours. That's yep. genetics for you. <laughs> No shit. Drinking orange juice. Yeah, John said he was drinking orange juice. It's like, oh, I want orange juice. The sales of orange juice just shot through the roof because just of that. Just drinking comment. sugar. Just preserving size with sugar. <laughs> well, we're, we're on the uh, timeline for the next podcast, fellas. So we should uh, wrap up. And of course, we got to run through the routine. And I want to ring my bell. So do what you need to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we got. Uh, <laughs> We got, I didn't realize we were on this long. It's flown by. It's been yes. a breeze of a day, gents. Um, we got a like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. Dusty, good. There you go. Good job. There you go. For the last five minute crew that already subscribed, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah the if they're here. The minute crew already know all that shit. Tell their friends, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Uh, hopefully we got, we might even have a bonus episode coming up here, right? We'll see what happens. Yes. So we'll get something going for you guys. Uh, the Arnold was awesome. Thanks to all the people that messaged me. I enjoyed talking to several viewers as I was watching the Arnold, had a little chat going with a bunch of guys. That's cool. Um, nice. And uh, again, really glad that Will, Will the Beast had such a good weekend. Thanks for sending in a question for us, man. And uh, remember everybody, it's just bodybuilding. Go. Cool. All right.